Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. 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 Don't wait for the day after check-in to get paid. Visit payfully.co to learn how to get paid months in advance for your upcoming bookings on Airbnb, VRBO and other platforms. That's payfully.co. Welcome to another news episode of Get Paid for Your Pet. Today I'm co-hosting the show with Margot Schmorek, of course the CEO and co-founder of Hostly. Marco. Hi Jasper. How's it going? Good and hi listeners. We're Happy to be on today talking about some news from Airbnb. Yeah. Not from Airbnb, but about Airbnb, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and I think the most important news probably came out of San Francisco, which is your hometown. It is, yeah. So Airbnb delisted a number of listings in San Francisco that were not registered with the city. Thousands. What was the exact count? Something like 5,000? 2,000 listings appeared overnight, but in total, 4.8 thousand were removed from the platform over the last couple months. Yes, exactly. There were some interesting things that happened. For hosts that were registered with the city, there was no issue with that. But we heard, just because I'm friends with several people who are Airbnb hosts here in the city, that some of the other things around the listing didn't work properly. Like some of the dynamic pricing stuff didn't work anymore. A few people had a listing or two that was taken down that should not have been because they had registered properly. So there were a few hiccups and Airbnb kind of worked for a few days to get to the bottom of them. Haven't heard any more complaining over the last few days. It happened, I think, three or four days ago. And and I heard a lot in my feed then, but I haven't heard anything recently. I think hosts, in San Francisco in general, and this includes the people who are on the board of the Democratic Home Shares Club, which is not associated with the Democrats, but it's just a community of people that are getting together to advocate for short-term rental legislation. Actually, that group was fairly neutral slash positive about the removal of the listings because they were excited to see all these listings that were zombie listings removed. And if you think about it, it actually helps them because it reduces the number of competitive listings. So they have the better ability to get more bookings more easily. Yeah, and also they have the ability to, it puts up a barrier for more supply. So if you're a new landlord and you want to buy a big house like down the street from me and start renting out the rooms individually on Airbnb, there's a much more extensive process that you have to go through. So for all the existing incumbent listings and the hosts, they're very excited about that. Yeah. Just to sort of recap, what are the rules in San Francisco? I think you have to register. You have to pay a $250 fee to mm-hmm. register with the city. And also, you're not allowed to rent out for more than 90 days a year. Is that correct? Well, okay. So first of all, the fees are $340 to the city. They had this online registration system that sort of worked and didn't work. So that was a little bit of a headache. And then the rentals, there's no more than 90 days in a year. But then I think there's no more than 30 days at a time. 
somebody might correct me on this, but that's my general understanding of it. Does okay. that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Sort of. <laughs> okay. So it's interesting because the Airbnb has started 10 years ago in San Francisco. It's been 10 years mm -hmm. almost that Airbnb has been around. Yes. So they survived their, their first decade. But, uh, <laughs> but in any case, point. it's definitely, I think, a good thing that they removed all the zombie listings because the people who, who are critical of Airbnb, they always talk about how many listings there are. Right. Right. And so, you know, in a city like San Francisco, I was also reading that the medium rent for one bedroom place is like 3500 bucks. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, that one, seems one a little bedroom. high. Yeah, it's pretty crazy here. There's a general sentiment amongst people who live here that that rental market is softening. But I'm sure that the short-term rental market actually doesn't do much to help make the rental prices reasonable. So we have a lot of challenges in San Francisco. There's another petition that's going around that has to do with helping public school teachers find housing that they can afford because the rents are so high that if you're a new teacher and you want to move to the city to teach in a public school, you just can't afford to live here. Right. Yeah. So uh, we, we have some really big challenges. It doesn't all have to do with Airbnb or short-term rentals. They all kind of mixed together in this big soup of all these really profitable tech companies and money from that flowing in and rent control, also keeping some prices really low for people who've been staying for a long time. So there's a lot of issues going on. I think that Airbnb has done a really good job of working with the city and finding a reasonable compromise. So while they had to take down about, you know, four and a half thousand listings, they ended up finding their way with the government, which is really important because they're going to have to do that in every city that they're in eventually. I mean, it's coming up here most like in like, you know, Amsterdam and Paris and San Francisco, but soon every city, whether it's a really big city or a small city will be enforcing not only registration fees and registration process, but also probably a special tax that will apply to Airbnbs just like it does to hotels. So it'll be interesting to see how Airbnb is able to navigate that in those different places. Yeah, and every week when you look at the news, there's always at least two or three stories about cities where the government is implementing new rules, and we don't always mention them because it gets a little bit boring if you know all we, we talk about is regulations. But mm -hmm. it's definitely a, a trend that's continuing, and it's, it's probably going to take a while before there's an uh, equilibrium in all the different cities. Let's talk about something else. This happened in Australia, and it's kind of a strange story. Okay, so Bondi Beach, very nice area in Sydney, an mm -hmm. Airbnb couple rented out their place for five weeks and they have a pretty expensive place. They rent out for like over 500 bucks a night. And so the total reservation came to about $20,000. So yeah. because they knew they were receiving this $20,000, they decided to book a five-week vacation in Asia with the children. It was actually a Dutch family that booked it. And so they arrived mm -hmm. at the property. They must have stayed the first night because the host actually received the $20,000 in payment. Airbnb paid them the rental fee. But then the Dutch people, they found a lot of cockroaches and they weren't very happy with it. And what mm -hmm. happened is they called Airbnb and Airbnb kind of just canceled the whole stay right away, which is very strange because normally as a host, you have 24 hours to sort of resolve the complaint that the guest has. In mm -hmm. order and to sort of like talk them through any sort of local issues that might be contributing to it or whatever. Yeah, Stuff or, like that. you know, like yeah. try and solve it, you know? Like, you know, if you're renting out for two or three days, it's not the end of the world if somebody leaves and, you know, you lose out on that money. But if you're renting out for five weeks and you book a holiday, expecting that money to come in, and then Airbnb just literally just cancels the stay, obviously the people complained. And it's very strange that they did this 
because normally you have a 24-hour window to resolve a guest complaint before Airbnb cancels the reservation. So I, I can totally imagine this family from Australia being a little upset about this because that's a lot so, of money okay. at stake. Well, and so I have a question for you because you are Dutch. So are there cockroaches in, in the Netherlands? No. <laughs> okay. Absolutely no. I think it's too cold for them here. I think so too. And I actually am wondering... Okay, okay, so like it really sucks for the family that got the cancellation and we should talk more about the policy, but I'm really curious about your take as a native Dutch person. Like what would you be your reaction and do you feel like it was reasonable? Because I think this is kind of a cultural thing and I I'm curious about I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong answer, but I'm really curious to hear your perspective because I'm not Dutch or Australian, so I don't have a good perspective there, but you do. <laughs> yeah, do you well, well, I mean, I've been traveling around so much. I mean, I've been, I'm That's sure I've, I've been sleeping with cockroaches, I'm sure, at some point. <laughs> but I mean, I, you know, I, I recently rented the place in Taiwan and there's a cockroach. Yeah, when I see a cockroach, I think, okay, you know, it's insect. I catch it and I throw it out of the window or something. It's not a big deal for me, but... It's not a big deal. So if you saw it in the kitchen, like on a bowl of fruit, you wouldn't demand your money back for a, the stay? No. What would you do? No, no, I would just get rid of them. If there's too many, then I'll contact the host. I mean, in, in Taiwan, what happened was that I mean, it's really hard to keep these things up. You know, they would crawl up through the shower, like the little, uh, you know, the little, how do you call that? Where the water flows? Yeah, the drain. The drain, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, the drain. So they'd crawl. Yeah, that's where, that's where the scariest bugs come from. The cockroaches and those like long things with all the legs that have yeah. cut... They're like very spidery, but they're not, they're like long and they, yeah, they're called. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I mean, yeah. yeah. And so what I had to do is I had to put something on top of the drain so that it can't <laughs> crawl up. So that was the solution that the host suggested to me. And I, you know, I just put something on there and then there was no more cockroaches. I had to get rid of two. But, you know, if you've never seen a cockroach before, I mean, you know, people are different, right? So yep. I can imagine it's kind of gross. You know, you arrive at your holiday destination and then you see these cockroaches walking around. I don't know how many how many there were. Maybe the article mentions it somewhere. Oh, yeah, there I was mean, like it, 10 or 15 in the toaster, on the countertop, oh, on the okay. floor, the coffee table, couch. So I, I can imagine you're a bit kind of gross. You know, it's, it's hard to keep these things out in some tropical countries, you know, because there's, you know, they can just crawl in from all different sides. But I think it's more reasonable if, the host would have been allowed to, for example, book a hotel for these guests for a couple of days and to resolve the problem. And then they mm -hmm. can move back in because, you know, to cancel five weeks stay for that much money, that's kind of a drastic measure, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And it, I mean, so I think that the article was written to sort of implicate the guests because they're showing this beautiful, pristine listing with like, there's hardly any furniture in this thing. I mean, in a good way. They have young children, but still, like, everything looks so clean. It's really hard to say from afar what, what the right thing is. And also, maybe it was the guest who, like, left food outside and then attracted cockroaches and then they came in the house. Or maybe it was the, the host who didn't report that they had cockroaches. Like, who knows? Sometimes yeah. you also don't know, right? Because these things, yeah. they come and go. So if you haven't seen any for three months, you're not going to tell your guest, hey, last year I saw a cockroach. I mean, if you haven't seen them for a while, yeah. then you just don't know that they're there, right? But they are the exactly. saying they're saying they're they were consuming food. They left some food mm -hmm. out, which is always a bad idea. This is an article in the Daily Mail Australia, by the way. 
which Daily Mail, I don't know if that's the most reputable source of information. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but, you know, Airbnb said it was investigating the case. Mm-hmm. And they also said that their original handling of the case did not meet the high standards we hold ourselves oh, to. We okay. work hard to make okay. sure every host is a great experience. We want to make it right that things don't go as expected. Well, you know, this is another thing I've noticed. If you have a problem with Airbnb, then, you know, just reach out to the media or post on Instagram and Facebook and stuff mm-hmm. because they really don't like... Bad press. You know, bad yeah. press. So as soon as you do that, they, they're always very quick to resolve the case. So Yes. Well, I, I you know, and I imagine on the Airbnb side, you've got some poor customer service rep who's just doing the best he can. And the customer called and he said, oh my gosh, that's terrible cockroaches. Like I'll do whatever I need to do to make you satisfied with your experience. Cancel the stay, then probably looked at the amount of money that it was and said, oh crap. And (laughs) found their manager. (laughs) So it's just the whole thing is a little bit comedic. I think Airbnb is going to have to pay though. I mean, yeah, I'm I think pretty, Airbnb is going to have to pay. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're going to pay because I mean, there's yeah. so much money. I mean, these people are going to make you know so much noise if they if they don't get paid back. I think the payoff is better for yeah. Airbnb to just pay. They, they probably already have paid. They kind of broke their own rule, right? They should yeah. have given the host 24 hours, so they made a mistake. So they should pay in any case. Yes, I anyway, agree. That's my opinion. Yeah. Airbnb has changed the way people rent forever. But actually, getting paid is still a pain. That's where Payfully comes in. Payfully is a safe and secure way to get paid for your upcoming reservations within 24 hours of them being booked. Payfully deposits directly into your bank account, with funds typically available within 24 hours. Payfully works with all the major platforms, Airbnb, VRBO, Guesty, and others. They've helped thousands of hosts expand their business, cover unexpected expenses, and stabilize their income. Visit payfully.co for your first request free with code GPFYP. That's payfully.co, promo code GPFYP. All right, let's see what else do we have. Boston, there's some regulations coming out of Boston. So Airbnb hosts can uh, can get hit with high fees in effort to combat high rents in popular neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Airbnb hosts could be fined up to one hundred and forty eight thousand dollars for illegally renting out their apartments. So all hosts in Boston, be careful. Mm-hmm. But we won't dwell for too long on the regulations. Millennial travelers still prefer hotels over Airbnbs. A new mm-hmm. study finds full service hotels are preferred to short term rental apartments. Mm-hmm by a margin of more than two to one for millennial travelers. It's kind of interesting because you Mm -hmm. would think that the millennials are are the ones to kind of embrace these new technology and different ways of traveling and stuff. I think millennials are also really sensitive to all the horror stories too, though. Like they follow social media more closely than the older crowd. And so like they're more mercurial or like fickle. You know what I mean? Like I think Mm -hmm. there's less loyalty amongst millennials as well. That's actually been proven. So if there's like something that is working and then it doesn't work, millennials will will use it while they hear good things and then stop using it. They interviewed 1,500 people. Short-term rentals turned out to be their least preferred choice of accommodation. Only 23% Mm -hmm. said the short-term apartment or condo rental was their preferred type. They much Mm -hmm. more preferred luxury, upscale hotels and resorts, followed Mm -hmm. by camping sites. And... (laughs) That's, full that's service tough. hotels. <laughs> that's, that's tough to lose to camping. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it's, yeah. it's also, I mean, 
Okay, so if you ask me, do I prefer to stay at an Airbnb or like a five-star luxury hotel? I like staying at luxurious hotels, but you also have to think about pricing, right? I mean, I can't yeah. afford to spend two months at the, the Four Seasons, although I wouldn't mind you know, staying at the Four Seasons for, for two months. Yeah. So those well, I wonder are, how it was written. I'm going to dig a little deeper into that. Because like, yeah, you're right. It's like you have $200 to spend. How do you spend it? That's a different question. <laughs> exactly. Then. Which one exactly. do you prefer? Yeah. So most popular Airbnb properties on Instagram in 2017. Mm-hmm. In uh, The Sun, another very reputable source of information coming out of the UK. <laughs> but it is interesting to see because uh, most popular Airbnb listings are all kind of outdoors. There's trees in almost every one of them. There's a wood cabin in the forest in Washington. And then mm. there's another wood cabin. There's actually two wood cabins. There's a place in Minnesota that has a really cool view. It's got 46,000 mm. likes. I think in general, people really like a nice view and they like uh, green. They like yeah. you know, trees and, and nature, you know, because there's other place in Tulum in Mexico. There's lots of palm trees in the garden. And then mm. there's this place in Atlanta, Georgia, that's in the middle of the woods as well. And it has... It's actually kind of cool. It has a bed that's outside of the house. So you can kind of like sleep under the stars. It's, of course, very, mm-hmm. very romantic for couples. There's also there's a place in Amsterdam as well that's in the top 42,000 likes. Uh, mm-hmm. Also a lot of big garden, lots of greens. So I guess people just like, you know, green stuff, outdoors, trees, nature. I guess that's just what's most popular. The only one that doesn't have any green in it is an Airbnb in Paris. But that's like right next to the... Montmartre, which is a very mm-hmm. popular area in France. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's views and outdoors and nature and green. So if you want to make your uh, Airbnb a little bit more attractive, I recommend maybe buy some trees or some hedges like, or you know anything plants, yeah. or improve the view. That could work as well. You know, there's a bunch of reasons why a certain Airbnbs might get more likes to like if an influencer actually is like tagged or like if one of the photographers or even if an influencer comments on that it might get a lot more likes but i think that in addition to green spaces which i totally agree with you about there's this other piece of it which is about the listing in the photograph really representing the character of what people expect to stay in so like if you look at this one about what washington the little a-frame house with the lights I think that if you think about the forest of Washington and a cabin in the woods, like this is a perfect example of that. And same thing with Paris. Like it's all about this very monochromatic white apartment with old, you know, wooden flooring that it's like very European slash French and, you know, a bookshelf with, you can imagine there are a lot of like philosopher books in there and maybe poetry, right? Like there's this kind of romantic sensibility about each one of these photographs that does the location justice. And if you think about the location and the things that you love best about it, the photograph captures that really well. You know, adding some green spaces to your apartment is great, but also like bringing in the character of your local neighborhood or your local city mm. is really important too. So that, right. that we've seen that work really well. Yeah. And also kind of thinking, okay, what do people come here for, right? For, yeah. so for example, the one in Mexico, if you go to Mexico, then you know you want you want to see a palm tree, right? So mm-hmm. you got to have a palm tree in your garden. <laughs> exactly, exactly. These are not the cleanest or most tidy or most like designed places either. I mean, some of them are, but most of them are not. Most of them are a little bit messy, and they're all about character and less about yeah. like perfection. And they're yeah. all kind of cozy. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all very cozy. There's one in Cape Town in South Africa. And what I yeah. like about that one is the bed is right next to the window. It's a big window or maybe it's even an open mm-hmm. space. No, I think it's a big window. But you can, yeah. you know, just kind of like waking up. And then the first thing you see is this beautiful view. You know, that to me is very appealing. Yeah. And like the, just from a designer standpoint, like the blanket on the bed is like a little bit rumpled. You know what I mean? Like there's these things that actually are, are make it more human than yeah. if it were just perfectly edited. Right. And like everything was all smoothed out and it didn't look like it had been touched. So exactly. I think it's subtle. Awesome. Well, Margot, I think this is it. I didn't see any other news. Did you? <laughs> no, we do have an announcement coming up from Airbnb. There are some press coming here. What are the dates? I think it's the end of February. So look out for that. It's a little while. I'm sure there's something big happening uh, then. Are they going to IPO? I don't know. I don't know what the announcement is, but I just know it's coming up. Something um, something big's coming up. Something's big is coming up around February 20th to the 24th. Okay, interesting. All right. We'll we'll make sure to pay attention to the news then yep. in February. All right, Marco. Well, thanks for joining me today and of course, thanks for all the listeners for listening and on Monday I will interview somebody from Btoken. Btoken is a mm-hmm. company that is aspiring to become the Airbnb on the blockchain. I've looked at the ICO that they did, and there's a lot, lot of people invested. There are some big names working for the company as well. Somebody from mm-hmm. Google, from Uber, definitely have potential. So I think it would be interesting to hear. So if you're interested in that on Monday, I'll talk to the people from Btoken. A lot of interest with Btoken. The ICO was so competitive that. I think the minimum you had to invest was something like $4,500 for a single token, something like that. I'm sure you'll verify it on your interview. But also there was a huge wait list. So many yeah. people who wanted to invest actually couldn't even do it, even yeah, though they were ready to true. give their money. So yeah, um, definitely true. something to follow in this space. All right. Well, thanks everybody for listening and I hope to see you on Monday. Yep. Thanks. Goodbye. Get paid for your pet. Get paid for your pet. Yeah.